Greetings, superstars. Welcome back to Word Up with Danny Katz, your one-stop 5D superhero listening spot. I'm Danny Katz, transformation agent, empowered badassery coach, and quantum languaging consultant. And I'm so happy you're here. Here at Word Up, we are devoted to supporting you in becoming your most authentic, empowered, liberated version of yourself. We do this by sharing quantum languaging upgrades, conscious communication tools, witchy life hacks, planetary service announcements, and high-vibing, deep-diving conversations with original thinkers, visionary weirdos, and rebel badasses. Our every show aims to expand your consciousness, raise your frequency, sharpen your critical thinking skills, and make you giggle. <laughs> Be sure to hit that subscribe button and to join us on Locals at dannycats.locals.com where you can watch the video versions of all our episodes including those that are a little bit too spicy for the non-free speech friendly platforms. And it's also where paid subscribers can tune into the second half of all my interviews and enjoy a plethora of other bonuses, including live monthly Q&As, unpublished writings and videos, and behind the scenes intel. Join our quickly growing tribe of high vibe superstars at dannycats.locals.com. Okay, now that we've got all our housekeeping out of the way, let's enjoy today's episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Today I am joined by Dr. Sonia Barrett, who you may know as the host of the Expansion Zone radio show on KPFK FM in Los Angeles. Sonia is also the executive producer of the award-winning documentary, The Business of Disease. She is an adjunct professor, a mom, a wife, a certified high-performance neurofeedback practitioner, and a personal development strategist, as well as an empowered, sovereign warrior woman, badass. Before we dive into today's conversation with Sonia, I'm reminding you to hit that subscribe button, to like and to share as your platform allows. And I'm also reminding you of how our show here at Word Up is structured. The first half is always free to the public. And the second half of this episode and all of my podcast episodes is available for paid supporters on both my Patreon and my Locals communities. So you can find this second half and all the second halves along with oodles of bonus, bonus content as well as opportunities for group question and answer sessions every month, one-on-one -on -one drop ins with me at patreon.com slash dannycats as well as dannycats.locals.com. So I highly encourage you to support me on one or both of those platforms. Last bit of housekeeping, I'm off of social media. No more Instagram, no more Facebook. The only place to find my content is on my locals, my Patreon. There is my YouTube channel, and um, that is only a small portion of what I am offering. I highly recommend signing up for my newsletter at dannycats.com, which is the best way to stay abreast of 
all of my podcast offerings, my courses, my webinars, my books. Hint, hint, a new one is coming out before the end of the year. Um, live events, etc., etc. I promise never to share your information with anyone skeevy or anyone at all. And when you sign up for that newsletter, you will get a free PDF, five quantum linking hacks for instant empowerment. Okay, I think that does it for our housekeeping. Buckle up and prepare for a super inspired conversation with Dr. Sonia Barrett. another episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Today I am joined by Sonia Barrett, who is such a multi-hyphenate, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Radio mm-hmm. host, documentary producer, author, um, certified high-performance neurofeedback practitioner, and personal development strategist, um, friend of Emily Moyer and our podcast. Mm-hmm. Sonia, how are you doing? Thank you for being here. I am great. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So we have a little bit of shared history, aside from our friendship with Emily Moyer, in that you have a radio show at KPFK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long have you been there? Uh, it's probably about five years. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's an interesting time to be at a, at a, is it considered a public radio station? Well, it is public radio. Yeah, it is public yeah. radio station. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So what has that been like being there through so much, you know, like cultural turmoil? And I know Los Angeles has changed so much in those past few years. What's your experience been like? Uh, well, I guess I just sort of host my show um, according to what I want to talk about. Obviously, you know, there were some things that uh, I they preferred me to not talk about when I did talk about it, but it was, you know, it was in the very beginning of the uh, the pandemic. Um, and, uh, and so it rubbed some people the wrong way. Um, you know, so, you know, that was kind of that it rubbed some people the wrong way at the time I had Dr. Judy Malkovich on who was, um, sort of spearhead at the time she was more at the, the helm of coming out and speaking out from her professional, uh, perspective and being familiar with all the players uh, that we, you know, we see before us. And so, yes, there were things that she was saying and I was saying, and th- that created a little bit of a, of a tension. But the good news is that uh, people called in, besides people that thought, oh, well, she can't say that. Um, there were people that called in that overwhelmed the switchboard wanting more wanted me to say more of and to not silence me from saying whatever I was saying so uh, anyway so so that was that was kind of that but for the most part I just kind of do the show according to what I I want oh I love that I'm happy to know that the audience called in did that sway the power structure over there to give you a bit more leeway in terms of your no (laughs) (laughs) Not really. Uh, no, I got um, I got kicked off the air the following Monday, um, despite all the fussing and, you know, asking. And the only reason part of the reason for that is because 
I was bringing her back. Dr. Judy Malkovich was coming back for a part two and they're like, no, 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 no. And so they removed me for that following Monday and aired something from the Mayo Clinic that would completely squash whatever we were saying. So that's basically what happened. So there's a couple of guests that I wasn't allowed to have, couldn't have them on. Um, but, you know, obviously that that shouldn't stop you because the platform is it's just wide wherever you can post your podcast. That's the way I feel, you know, you, you can do your podcast, you whatever slash, you know, radio show. And, um, and, and it's about, it's about being able to post it in your different places. I, I have a website you have websites and that's yours. You can post it there if you want to, but it should never stop anybody from speaking out. You just find where where you can put it and if you put it there and then they take it down then you just put it somewhere else i mean that that's kind of my my sense on it i you know as they say one monkey don't stop no show so uh, that's how i feel i i appreciate that perspective has is that sort of a natural orientation for you to be easygoing and not get super ruffled by things like censorship or stifling or what oh no i'm ruffled <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm ruffled. I I'm ruffled because, you know, I, I'm not, I don't like to be controlled at all. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's just across the board. Uh, so my whole thing is, yeah, you, whoever it is, you can't tell me what to do, but since it is your platform and, and that's how I look at it, whether it's YouTube or Facebook or Twitter the reality of it is those platform platforms are not yours. Mm -hmm. They belong to these other people you post on there. And so for me, the reality of that is there. So I'm like, okay, well, it's not my platform. So you can do whatever you want to do, but we tend to kind of make it, make ourselves feel like that if they say no, if they say you can't do it, then that's the only game in town. That's the only place you can place it. And I think it's the number, this num the numbers game. You know, sure, you can place it on these big platforms, but even then it doesn't mean you're going to draw the crowd that you want to. So um, I just think, you know, you have to be in a space of what do you stand for? And that, you know, that's my whole thing. What do I stand for? And whatever I stand for, I stand for it all the way through. I, I'm not wishy-washy. And people who have known me through this process of this pandemic know that I am like very firm on what I'm doing. I don't really care what you're telling me to do. That's not, that doesn't work for me. So I'm doing what I feel I need to do. Because guess what? I belong to me. <laughs> not to anybody else, just to me. So that's my take. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm always curious about how other independent thinkers, rabble rousers, and content creators are are navigating the censorship landscape. And that just feels your perspective just feels very sane, very grounded. Like they're offering us free platforms, so you know we know that that's the agreement from the get go. Exactly. You. So I know you were the executive producer of the business of disease. When did mm -hmm. that come out? It actually came out um, in, well, 2014, but it was, it went into distribution in 2016. It got distribution in 2016. And yeah, 2014, I think we, 2014 or 2015, we did the, um, I did the uh, 
premiere of it and it actually it came out and then you know 2016 was when it went into distribution and was there any pushback from the established medical community or the the monies behind them around that project uh no um no and also I, there were people there were some people medical doctors there were that had agreed to be in the film but then decided that they didn't want to be in the film because they didn't want to ruffle the feathers of their own um, profession. And they didn't, they, they just didn't, they didn't want to. So they pulled out. But in terms of, uh, no, if, no, if there's been pushback, I certainly haven't paid any attention to it. I think if there's any pushback, the only pushback could, it could have been done in a way, maybe, I don't know, where, you, you don't get that many people seeing it. Now, the only time there's major pushback like that is when you're affecting enough people, when when enough people are seeing or hearing what you're talking about, that's when um, they step in. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, as long as you're not waking, you know, you know, waking up enough people and there's enough people asleep to make the game work, they're OK with that. Mm -hmm. So I, I, that, that's, you know, that's kind of where I am. And I did years back when I did uh government of the matrix that, um, inter that not interview, but, uh, I did a talk, uh, called government of the matrix. And it was, uh, I was interviewed on KPFK back then. So it was the year of the election. Mm -hmm. What was that? 2008. Um, was the year of the election. And so I told people that, you know, put down your pom-poms because this is not going to go the way you think. <laughs> uh, but, and this was on the radio. And so uh, I had people come to the talk that was going to happen, I think the following day. And it was only there, because uh, you never know who's in the audience, mm -hmm. um, that the next day I did get an email just from somebody that said, I'm, you know, law enforcement. And I was there last night and, you know, aren't you, worried about what you say and I said I don't see that there's anything to worry about because I don't see where I've said anything that's an issue and so that that was that that was you know <laughs> interesting yeah. so you've been speaking about the established medical paradigm for a while and now we see it escalating in this like extreme overreach and extreme you know, all the stuff that's going along with it. Do you see this as like a step that's towards it course correcting? Like, do you see a way that we're going to get out from under, you know, the evil claws and domination of big pharma of this Western medical paradigm? Um, I What I see is an opportunity for individuals to wake up because it's just, it's individuals. Individuals hold the power. The people hold the power. Um, and we might, we could use the word sadly or unfortunately, but the majority of people are truly conditioned to believe in obviously government and um, and and the medical, the, the um, allopathic medicine as the model and the gospel. And so those people, you can't turn, you can't change their minds unless they're ready for to open their minds to something else. Mm -hmm. So uh, right now, yes, it is a fear sort of fear crisis. Um, that is why it's working. 
And there are people that are going one or two, three, four, whatever people that are going, wait a second, this makes no sense. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what it's going to be about. I think it's going to be about as each person awakens, maybe they will send a ripple effect, maybe with their children, maybe with their families. But certainly we cannot sit around waiting and hoping for the whole system to change. Um, the whole system, truthfully, has been what it's been even before the AMA, even before um, the American Medical Association, even before all of that. The system has always been um, a dominating force from religion to um, medicine to, you know, to, to government. It's always been. I think what has happened here, we're looking at a more, an angle that is more featured. Because everything else has been sort of like automatic, like across the board. So you don't really notice it. Eh, you know, it's it's just even even um, sort of on an even level. Mm -hmm. And it's been like that from your parents and there, you know, and so on. And so you don't notice. But then suddenly we have this whoa, this big effect. And that's when we're seeing it. But it is not new. This, this is not new. Yes. Years ago, I kept saying uh that when people were fussing about healthcare and healthcare and i kept saying you guys don't understand they are wanting you to keep begging for this healthcare this is done intentionally they want you to keep begging for it and then they're going to give you what you want and you're not even going to realize what you're getting and so it's a matter of um how the people are prepped for every next move, every next behavior, every next uh, narrative, every next belief system. And they don't notice because it's gradualism. It's gradually done. And right now when you infuse we, fear into our reality like that and, it, and it's affecting people's health and people's what? People's lives? No, people are scared of losing that one thing, which is their life. And so he, this is where we are. But I feel it's a wake up. It's a moment of being able to wake up if that is part of your journey to um, to wake up. Yeah. And are you seeing people waking up? I mean, I know you've been speaking about this for quite a long time. Like, are you seeing it have an impact? Um, I do. I mean, I do see people, but people, when we say waking up, it's just different levels of that. There's right. just different levels of people waking up, you know? Because I think a lot of times people want to see like everybody's like everybody woke up and there's this big everybody woke up on the same level. And it, it just doesn't work like that. It's layers. It's, you know, people wake up on one level. Maybe they start noticing, oh, this is this is nonsense. I'm, you know, I'm really not trusting this whole big pharma thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's one level of them waking up, you know, and then there is this whole other level of taking it beyond that. So I think that from that perspective, um, I think people, there are people that are snapping out of it, mm -hmm. um, sort of straddling the fence to some degree, but certainly it's, it's pushing us forward. Then we'll, we'll leave this and it'll be something else. First, at one point we were worried about robots taking over and AI and, and, you know, all these other things. And suddenly, suddenly we forget about that. Now we're on this thing. It's like a child you know, crying, and then you show the child a shiny red ball, and then they're like, "Oh!" And then they go over there to shiny red ball. This is this is what they do with us. What and this right now, this is the shiny red ball. 
Yeah. It's like, it's like the whack-a-mole game. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Okay, it's AI, it's Ukraine, it's monkeypox, it's like yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And some people are, are like really like, um, basting in all of it. Some people may take one thing they've got, oh, the monkeypox stuff and the, um, you know, that other C word. <laughs> and so they've got, they're, they're on that mission. But then there are people who are doing that. Then they're doing the Ukraine stuff, you know, and anything else that, that's coming along, they're on it. So that's one heck of a stressed out person. That's one person that is anxiety ridden, that is a candidate for being the very thing that they're running from, which is being sick. Completely. It's like all of the fear mongering and the stress is pretty much the worst thing for immune system, which was the first thing I, I thought when they deployed this particular op. I know that when I was living in Los Angeles, I think it was maybe 2018, I broke a mm. toe and I got Medi-Cal so that I could get physical therapy. Right. And I went to one of the clinics on Hollywood Boulevard and you know, in comes a nurse, it's time for your flu shot. You're overdue yeah. for your flu, flu shot. And I'm like, that's not a thing being overdue. Like we don't do right. that. And, and the pressure where they sent someone else and they're like, you don't want a flu shot. That's really weird. We've never heard that. And the pressure, the pressure, the pressure, and that felt new. And then I, and then it just had me wondering about the level of integrity of the people who were pushing this. I ultimately didn't get to physical therapy because I failed by by refusing the flu shot. But like, I'm just wondering how these people are going along with it. Like it's to give you mentioned the doctors who ended up pulling out of the documentary and like, what what is going through their minds that is allowing them to be minions for this project? Well, I think as far as those doctors, it's their their livelihood. Yeah, uh, not everybody is ready to be. Uh, you know, whatever you call it, an activist or ready to uh, put it all on the line. And, uh, and, and then there are people who doctors who honestly, maybe believe in the, the madness, they believe in it. So there's some that believe in it. So, you know, it's, it's a mix of people and where they are um, that causing them to make the kinds of decisions. Now, there are also people, let's say, who don't believe in any of the, like they don't believe in it, but they don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to rock the boat at all. They don't believe in it. So they're going to do what they're told. And I've seen some of those people. They're going to do what they're told. They, I don't believe in it. This is ridiculous. But they're you know, going to do what they're told because, you know, they don't, they just don't want any hassle. So they're those people. And that is always fascinating to me. And, and and I get it. When you decide to stand for something, we look at folks over the years of the, the people who have done that, you know, you know, Dr. King always comes to mind um, where he says, you know, I, I, I might not get there with you. And then this man clearly knew he was going to die. I mean, we've got Kennedy. We've got enough people who have said this is the truth that I stand for. This is what I stand for. Do or die. This is this is my this is it right here. Not everybody is willing to do that, and I completely understand. Mm -hmm. Right, because they they freaked them out, and uh, and so I get that. 
So, so again, that's how people are making choices and uh, waking up. And then there's the rest of the crazy folks like me that's just like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I will not do this. No, I will drive two hours away to buy food if I need to, but I will not. I will not participate. I will, you know, anyway, I will not fly until this is done. I mean, you know, there was just things that I said, I'm, I'm just, I'm not participating because it has to be some people that say absolute no. If everybody said yes, we would be in a worse situation. We would be in, it would be so much worse, you know? So, uh, so I look at that. I always look like, you know, look at the fact that I'm making up, I, I'm like making up numbers. That's what I say. Okay. I'm making up numbers for those who would like to, but they can't. Um, I'm making up numbers. Yeah. I'm with you. And I feel like I, I will not fly while this is going on. I will not play any of the games. And I feel like I saw this early on when they were forcing the face covering situation here in New Mexico. And I'm like, we say no to this. It's done. We don't say no to this. This is going to a really creepy, yucky place. So there is a part of me where I, I'll I'll get down on my friends who are like, "Well, I want to go to Hawaii," you know. So yeah, I'll, yeah, like, yeah. Who wants to go on vacation? For as far as I'm concerned, with this, I don't want to get stuck outside the country. First of all, I don't want to hear, "Oh, we've you know changed the rules." Uh, you're in order to come back, and um, and so you know I don't trust the system. As long as that state of emergency, that that emergency is still hanging out like that, they can do anything they want to do. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll drive hours if I need to, depending on where it is. If I really need to get there, I'll just drive hours. And I and unless it's some kind of an emergency, I and there is not everybody already knows anyway. Yeah. Would love to come to your party, but I'm not going to be coming because <laughs> if it's out of the country, for sure not. Yeah. yeah, that's really validating to hear, Sonia, because I feel like my friends like think I'm such a drag where I'm like, no, I'm not driving across. I'm not flying anywhere. Like, who knows when they're going to change the rules? You know, I'm just writing this out. So I'm happy to know I'm not the only one. No, you're not. You're not the only one. Yeah, I'm I'm they. Yeah, I, I could say probably for some people like really extreme. I, it's, well, here's the thing. You can't be a little bit pregnant, you know, do you <laughs> pregnant or you're not. And that <laughs> that's where I'm at. As one who's been pregnant, I know you can't be a little pregnant for sure. Um, so that's kind of where I am. And there are people that just really like they have to fly because of their job I you know and I and I understand that so if you don't have to do these things like if you can find another way then yeah because I'm 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 voting with my dollars I am going to make decisions I'm going to make my decisions known with my dollars and I want those numbers to be reflected mm -hmm. in for for everything for restaurants for airlines Unless these numbers are affected, and and as long as there be everything is being supported enough to keep the game up, they will keep it going. But when those numbers are affected of certain businesses, they're gonna be more apt to go no, 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 no. Who wants to do all that to go eat some food when you can cook yourself? Who you know? It's so ridiculous. I I, I do not ever want to go to eat that bad that. I need to show a card or what? what? Yeah. 
Yeah. So is this affecting how you roll in Los Angeles? And are you receiving like the the shaming that I know I, oh, yeah, I'm that, experiencing? Well, the word that word does not exist for me. I cannot okay. be shamed. <laughs> I Ooh, speak more about that, please. I can't that. be shamed. I might, you know, how am I going to be shamed because I decide I'm not covering my face? You can't shame me. Mm-hmm. This is my face. No. <laughs> so no, you can't shame me. You 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 do what you want to do. I don't care. But you know, that's what I'm basically saying to people. But no, I don't know. That word does not apply to me ever at all with uh with any of it. The, oh yeah, people have said things to me. I've I've been given the finger um by this older uh couple. It's <laughs> an older couple telling me that I was the problem in Whole Foods. You know, as I mind my own business shopping, she's, you know, this little lady, she's like, you're the, uh, what did she say? You're the problem. And I turn around. I remember what I was buying. I'm like, who's she talking to? I realize it's me. You're the problem. Um, What did she say? Yeah, it's, it's people like you. You should be ashamed of yourself. And I am like, whoa, what is she talking about? And that's what it was. My face wasn't covered. So she um, proceeded then to be very angry and then give me the finger. And um, you're just kind of like, wow. It, and and you realize the brain damage. That's basically how I'm looking. I'm like, wow, this is what has happened. It, it, people have been given permission to behave that way, to feel like they're an authority now. And so I understand that the, the brain damage here and the, <laughs> and all of that. So I'm like, okay, well, whatever. I'm going back to doing what I'm doing. And, and I've walked out the store. Yes. If, you know, when somebody said, come over and said, you know, you really need to do this, have your face covered uh, in the store. And if I can go, okay, fine. Yeah. 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 But I'm shopping and and I'll just go check myself out, whatever. But if somebody just really comes up and insists, then yes, I will leave everything. I will not argue. I will leave everything. I don't care if it's a full basket. I leave it and I they just watch me go right out the door. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I do. I'm not going to argue. I'm just because I have a choice. Yeah, I have a choice. I, I don't have to be here. And I think people need to understand that. And inconvenience you know you have to decide what's inconvenient for you going someplace that's 30 minutes away if you can or an hour and away for me eh, it was never too far to go buy my food if I really need to do that that was just a decision I made right I was like okay if I need to go into Orange County to buy to do my shopping that's fine I'll make it make it fun I'll drive the hour and a half go get my stuff um, but, but fortunately I didn't do that. I just, um, I didn't, I mean, I did, but I didn't have to, I would just, I would go into stores and, um, yeah, after a while they, they ignored me. Um, you know, my, my husband's favorite, um, comment is that he thinks that my picture is up at all the time card stations. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I just go in and. And I just go in and I I'm like like I'm fully masked. I shop. I'm like the only person in a massive Whole Foods, and I shop wherever it is, and I go right out. I'm not sneezing. I'm not sniffling. I'm not doing any of that. I'm perfect. Obviously, I look perfectly healthy. I am fine. Um, so 
this is what I'm doing. I will spend my money then because you're not bothering me. But the minute you bother me, I am not spending my money. Yeah, I think it's smart. And I think it's where we have a lot of power. Um, and in terms of inconvenience, it's like, okay, well, I can be inconvenienced by driving a little bit farther, or I could become a slave <laughs> on a social credit system where I'm shoved in a camp and live in that world, you know? So for me, I'm always thinking how high the stakes are. I'd rather be inconvenienced now for a right. short period of time and put it stop to this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and then, you know, you can take the same, excuse me, the same idea, the, you see this concept doesn't just apply to this situation it's across the board it's to everything you can't be um oh you know just mrs or mr i'm so feeling so spiritual so spiritual and then 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 you're like over here completely contradicting what you say you know to be true so there's a lot of contradiction i mean obviously you can do that but i think we have to be honest with ourselves and look at the contradictions that we live um i think this is what this moment is and i think that's again that's a symbology of the mask um of the unmasking mm -hmm. so i think this moment is a very important moment i think it is a very powerful uh moment if we look at it so when i look at it from that standpoint i see the incredible beauty at the same time in this moment, in this defining moment, because all the masks are coming out from people we know, friends, family, the behavior of people, uh, it, it's just, it's all come down. So um, we, we get an opportunity to see that and see where we are because people are reconditioned, right? When it started, I said, okay, it takes 21 days. They say 21 or sometimes less or more to create a habit. You see, this has gone into uh, many, many days past uh, 600 days, right? Yeah. So we're, we're way past 14 days or 21, yeah, 21 days, seven days. So people have been re reprogrammed and we all have been affected. In some way, we have been affected because everything got sort of flipped. And I think it's to a point where people might not even notice how they've changed. You start to forget what you were like um, and all of that. So it's a very, it's a very interesting time, but it's a powerful time too for you, for people to, to grab a hold of their inner power um, and inner awareness and really trust that. Yeah. And I think that that's why this is happening because I think through decades and generations of indoctrination, a lot of people don't have a solid sense of self, don't have strong will, strong self-esteem, and and most importantly, don't have a mission or a purpose. So I think this is, you know, like the woman who yelled at you in Whole Foods, like now she has a purpose yelling mm -hmm. at people who aren't covering their faces. Um, and I also wonder, like, what are the spiritual repercussions for those who know better but are still playing along with it. That's where I have the most like, uh, yeah. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. I trust you are enjoying my conversation with Sonia Barrett as much as I enjoyed having it and participating in it. You can find the second half of our chat 
over on my locals and my Patreon communities where paid supporters get access to all of my second half conversations, as well as unpublished writings, special discounts, live drop-ins with me and the tribe once a month, opportunities for one-on-one -on -one drop-ins, special discounts on webinars, all the fun stuff. You can find that um, by joining as a paid supporter at dannycats.locals.com as well as at patreon.com slash dannycats. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before navigating away, be sure to hit that subscribe button, like, and share. Thanks for being amazing and part of our superstar tribe. I'll see you over on the, uh, I'll see you behind the paywall. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And as you are inspired to learn more about my quantum languaging work, about my books, my homeschool courses, my transformational and empowered badassery coaching, check out my website, dannycats.com. As well, track all of my latest content on my locals page, dannycats.locals.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you soon, tribe.